Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. And Rob, it is early here in Honolulu. <laughs> yes, we sprung forward and um, and and took away your sleep, didn't we? We we did, but but you know, um, come May 16th, the studio is being disassembled and put in May? a. May 16th. May 16th is the date that the show gets, or the studio. Well, I might wait until the 17th. We might be able to do the last show in the studio on the 17th, but then it gets tore down and we're, we're putting it in a container and sending it across the ocean. So uh, we have a couple of months left here wow. in the studio before we go to the new studio. And then the time zone won't matter because if we do the show at the same time, it'll be noon <laughs> for me. <laughs> So, That's true. I'll That's be able true. To... You could actually have a normal morning, yeah. get up, <laughs> and to... uh, get get breakfast, get get your coffee, <laughs> and sleep or whatever. And sleep, yeah. Right. That's you, right. You're in a new room or something, or did you change direct? Did you decorate the current room? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been this way for for a while. I put a put a bookshelf behind me and, a, <laughs> and put up a bunch of my my. Uh, microphones okay so, yeah. so you have a little something besides a bare wall back there right exactly <laughs> exactly well anyway for those of you that are joining us uh, wondering where tom webster is he'll be here at the bottom of the hour and uh he's gonna be joining us for uh, about 30 minutes so we can we've got a little time to talk before he shows up yeah that was done kind of, kind of intentionally because i i think todd and i have some stuff that we want to share with you uh, before Tom gets here, but uh, yeah, Tom's going to talk all about the the infinite dial research study, and hopefully we'll we'll go through that and and pull out some more details from that that maybe he didn't share before. So that'll yeah. be great. Well, I've uh, I've been head down all week. Of course, I've been watching you know what's going on in the space. But uh, what is the top of mind with you at this time, Rob? What's 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 of course. We should ask you, how did your trip to Spain go? The trip to Spain was amazing. It, it, it was to an island uh, off of the, the, the north, northwest coast of uh, Africa. So it was kind of an unusual place to, to fly into. It's called uh, uh, Los Palmos. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a relatively small island there that the whole team converged on to spend four, four or five days together. Um, meetings, hiking, doing all sorts of stuff. Um, so that's, that's what that was all about. So trying to, you know, there was quite a few team members that I hadn't met before because, you know, as the year goes, goes by, uh, we had new people and they're scattered all over the world. So I don't get to see them much video calls. Yeah. That's about it. But that's, that's what that was all about. Wow. You know, if I think about it here, you know, when we, we do our retreat, um, we go to cool places like Chicago in February and, uh, <laughs> and, and this year we're staying in, in Columbus. I, I guess I don't have the, the rich man's budget as you guys do to fly, you know, 20 people to, a well, to an Island. <laughs> well, it's, it's not as, as, as expensive as you think, because most of the team is actually in central Europe. So it's just, uh, 
it was like a three hour flight flying straight down to this right. island for most people on the team. So, yeah. But still on an island. Woo. You guys, you guys, you guys, anyway, I saw you guys' pictures and stuff on Facebook. So it looks like you had a good time and schemed yeah. to conquer the world. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what we're always doing, Todd. That's we're right. trying. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you are too. So there's no, uh, no, uh, kind of, concerned about that really. no i'm not scheming to conquer the world i'm trying to get out of google purgatory <laughs> <laughs> oh no you know you know those of you that use um google um google well it's basically the google you basically can tie your domain name for email and all that stuff to google right and yeah. uh so i guess they call it uh i don't know it's the next level we pay for it and I could send an email from Todd at Blueberry.com to Mike at Blueberry.com, and that email would get marked as spam. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh, my goodness. Right. Good. And uh, we were, like, trying to figure out, well, what happened was about a month ago, we've used groups in that service to do email distributions. So it would come to, like, support, and then five people would get the email, right? Right. And uh, they uh, they don't like that anymore. <laughs> They don't want you doing that. They didn't tell anybody this is right. not a good practice. They just made this arbitrary change. And uh, we're like, I'm like, I sent you an email. Well, I didn't get it. And then we started looking at our spam like, what is going on? Right. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, you there is actually when you pay for service, you can actually call someone at Google. So the right. first time Angela did the call to him, they're like, uh, that's impossible. <laughs> And we're like, no, it is. And then uh, the second call to the next tier, that's impossible. <laughs> wow. uh, no, it's the it's the problem. And then what's happening. Yeah. finally we got someone to listen to us and they kicked it way. I mean, it went way up. We're like in uh, almost in the top tier um, of Google support, which I, according to what I'm being told is rare. <laughs> and they've been working on it for three days three days to figure out what's going on. So we don't think it's just us. They may have, what we think they did was anyone that was using Google groups to do email distributions, mm -hmm. we get, we got rid of all that, remapped it the way they wanted it to be. And it wasn't, mm -hmm. we're not sending spam. It's just regular email. And right. um, it went into, we think the black, this, Whatever they were using to flag the groups moved yeah. over was also flagging email, but they won't admit uh, it yet. It's uh, it's getting better. We're about ninety five percent, but boy oh boy, it was it was rough there for about a week trying to figure right. out what was going on, and no fault of our own, following all the right rules and stuff still went sideways. But anyway, I I digress. I probably shouldn't even said it, but it's well, uh, you know we all have our, our challenges, but. So anyway, what's top of mind with you? <laughs> it's a it's a good segue, Todd. Uh, Google support um, oh. is probably a good good segue to the next topic, which is talking about so Google. Um, Google seemed to have made a couple of moves uh, this past week yeah. in the podcast area to support um, basically cross platform web pages yeah. to support uh, playback of podcasts. Is so it is it really is it really a big deal though? Well, you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point. We're just uh, lo looking for crumbs here, folks. Yeah. So, 
And I think uh, progress is progress when it comes to big companies like this. So, so I guess we, what we should do is explain a little deeper what this does, what this, right. what this means. Does it work on my, you know, I'm using Chrome browser here. Um, can right. I, can I see the, can I see the impact right here on the browser? I think the only way I've been able to get to it is off of a link URL. Oh, <laughs> to to that specific page I, I i don't know that it's available in search results oh so you basically go to let's see here let's go to the new media show so you use the regular google link to see it the the google podcast link okay yes. so we'll go to the new, new media show and actually let me see if i can do this magic and bring this up here and Not if i the the google play podcast link right the <laughs> google play right so so let's try so i'm clicking on google podcast Right. 404. Okay. Uh, that's nice. Uh, why is that? Huh? Maybe you're not using the. Oh, that, that's kind of, that'll have to be investigated. So let me. That, yeah. Is that the accurate, uh, deep link into your podcast in Google podcast? No, I thought, I thought it was. What the hell is going on here? All right. Let me try this. Oh, okay. So let's go back. And so there's geek news central. Okay. Okay, how did you get to it? I clicked from the Google, the Google. So something's wrong with my new media show link. So I'll have to d d go back and check that. Oh, uh, okay. Good to know. So we've probably been uh, losing subscribers because that link was, see, here you go. We're supposed right. to be experts. <laughs> right. So really what it is then is, um, all right, so let me click on one of these. Oh, that's interesting. And then what else? Mark has played. No. What other features are there? There's a little button over here. Oh, there's a download. It doesn't appear that there's any way to subscribe to it or no. favorite or anything like that. But at so. least if someone clicks it in a browser, as long as the link is right, it'll go to where it's supposed to go. So now, the question gets back to is, is this discoverable in a search, right, in, mm -hmm. in the Google browser? And not, I don't think so currently. I don't think so either. But that would be cool. You know, that, that's what we keep saying needs to be done. It needs to be added to, you know, the Google search as an image. I mean, as an audio, you know, right now they've only got a video link. So there's really nothing, you know, if you just go to, just go to google.com. Yeah, I just did a search for Spreaker Live Show um, in the search results, and I'm not seeing that come up in any of the search results. Right. You know, when which, I even go ahead, which, which you would think would be the top result. You yeah. would think, right? Yeah. So I had someone uh, recently complain to me that they couldn't get to, my Google podcast stuff had not updated on geek New central in a while. And, uh, I'm just like, well, send me a screenshot. I told them what to send me and they were subscribed to that old cast box feed. So someone oh, had, no. yeah, someone had thought I had quit podcasting and they were subscribed to that hijack feed that they had over, over a year ago. Wow. Isn't that, wow. well, not a year ago, it was nine months ago or so. So there was, you know, there was ramifications, at least for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, you know, it, is it of significant value do you think to have that that page show up in the search results if there's n no way for a listener to really 
subscribe to it or well, engage with it? The, the value for me, at least, is because I get so much web traffic to to right. Geek New Central is that if someone clicks on that link in a browser, then then it'll be good. You know, then it'll be, it, it'll work. So right. um, they'll be able to get to at least to a page where there's a player, but they're going to leave a page that had a player on already. So, you know, I, I don't know how much value there is. You know, if they're doing that with a, well, let me think about it with a mobile device. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like this page is designed for. It's more, it's, it's more designed for the mobile browser. Just the, just the actual, um, dimensions of the page itself. You know, it's very kind of narrow. Yeah. Uh, it definitely looks like it's a page that's, you know, top of mind is, is a mobile browser. Yeah. So that's what it was designed to be displayed in. Um, but if you, you know, like I'm going to it here and there isn't really, it doesn't appear to be any way to engage with it at a deeper level. No. Now in the, the left column, if you click on the, the, the little hamburger link in the yeah, left, right hand I saw corner, it says download, yeah. the, it says download the app. Yeah. That, that's the only thing that would probably, that link needs to be more on the show page. Well, what happens not, when I do that in a browser? Oh, it, it tries to get me to, yeah. Okay. It does me no good. It takes me to Google podcasts is what it does. Right. So we're, we're still, and I, I, I think James over at uh, podnews.net had an article up that he posted talking about how Google podcasts soon on Android, iOS and web. So I'm not sure what that, what that really means, but, um, yeah. There, and there's no, there's, you know, here, okay. So, you know, talk about naughtiness. There's no links. I mean, there's no links back to geek new central. If someone happened upon this, right. they, they don't, they do, um, keep all my metadata in place. So, you know, that's one good thing. Let me see. Then play episode. You know, there's only Marcus, played what does that do if i click on it, it takes me back to the main listing so you just basically unless you have a link to your home site in the show notes which i might start have to do is you know just as a take me home type of a link well if you click on the little stacked um, um dots on to the right of the play episode, there's a mark as played. Right, so that's it, it. Yeah, it's not going to do that automatically, no. which is surprising. And it does make you wonder if it if it uh, re remembers where you left off. So yeah, let's say okay, can you play it? Yeah, I can play it, and it it, it starts the player on the bottom of the page. Now right. let me see here. Did it start playing? Yeah, I started playing on mine here. It's just oh, it the did. question is if I reload this page, so, does it does it let me remember? Get, it, okay, I went back to the main page. It does. It keeps it loaded on the bottom. So I can go to a different episode and now let me go ahead and let me refresh. Nope. And yeah, now yeah. when you yeah, refresh I, you kill it. I, I, I refreshed the page and yeah, it, and it, it did, started and from it, the beginning. It started from the beginning. 
Well, they do have the ability to to listen in uh, more than one ohm speed. <laughs> oh, they do. Where's yeah, this? it's at the bottom oh, by the. Oh, oh, you you can listen at three times speed. And, hey, they got that in there. <laughs> so yeah, okay, yawn. <laughs> yeah, well, I I guess you have to crawl <clears throat> crawl before you walk, right? Is that yeah, the, yeah. The takeaway here. Yep. So. You know, there's places to put functionality here, which is a good sign. So adding adding capabilities should be easier once we have this. Um, I guess this this makes it visible across platform, yep. which is what Google needed to do. But it's um, it's got so. me freaked out because I just yesterday had my Android phone. And was testing New Media Show and Geek New Central in the new me- using the link that's on my website. So why is my link on? So I'm gonna have to get. So I, have, I don't have it handy with me, or I'd try it right now. Use the Android phone to see if it's see why my link is going 404. Rick said in his um, in the Facebook post, he says my link's going 404 too. So is it not implemented? Um, across the board yet? Why would it go four or four yet my app work? I don't know. Yeah. So, hey, Mike, I know you're listening. Maybe, maybe you can try it on your Android device and see what happens. So anyway, weird. Um, yeah, very, 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 very odd. So, uh, anyway, Google, but you know, they got to do more than that to move the needle here. You know, that's just, that's just, uh, you know, putting lipstick on a pig. That's what you're really doing here. Right. There's nothing is, nothing to me is very exciting with that. Yeah. Well, I just noticed too, I, I got a link to my speaker live show on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, a while back, same instance, whatever. I just clicked on that URL link that has been working all along. And, and it's dead. That one's dead. <laughs> So, so yeah. So let me see here. Let me let me try it on here. While we're you know, let's while we're embarrassing ourselves, let's let's go ahead and see what happens. Spotify, what happens? Okay, it came up for the new media show. It it came up like it's supposed to. Now, I mean, look, yeah, they have the last episode, so that works. You know, and, and you know, here's the funny thing: is there's not much more functionality. Um. In oh, the, with Spotify? In Spotify, right. yeah. Okay, I know you're using cookies. Yeah, so, you know, Spotify, and because it's almost, a, you know, without the, of course, it looks to me almost like Google ripped this off from Spotify, but, um, of course, you know, if, if we, we laugh about this, but, you know, if I click on Apple Podcast, you know, there's, it, it's, it's not, not much, much it's not much there. better. <laughs> you know, because... Though, though Apple does have a... a it, an audio player um, o- online, I noticed. I'm, I can't remember how to get to it, but I, I did see Apple had an audio player, I thought. Yeah. So Apple Podcast, yet everything still says view in iTunes, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, but supposedly, you know, we're not supposed to use the word iTunes anymore. That's, you know? r- that's right. <laughs> but, you know, you can't play right here. You can't play on this page that uh, Apple set up. You yeah, know. so I guess Google has leapfrog Apple. Yes, in that instance, they have. 
Let's see. Who else can we test? Well, let's go look at Stitcher. Let's see if Stitcher works while we're looking. You know, I never click on all these links anymore. Uh, slow Stitcher. Stitcher, you know, your, your uh, page rank. Let's see here. Yeah, well, they're, they're behind. They haven't pulled the latest episode. Oh, yes, they have. Yeah, they're, they're up to date. Yeah. So, so Stitcher's good. <laughs> oh, and um, subscribe on Android is definitely good. Yes, yes, that works. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's the beginning yep. of some improvement. So, like like we said, no crawl before we walk yep. here, and and hopefully we'll see incremental improvements over the next few months on that, and hopefully it'll show up in search results as so, well. So, Rob, we've got an interesting thing going on in the space right now, <laughs> and I just have which to, one <laughs> this this is this is funny as hell. All right, so. I'm going to bring this up on the page for those who are watching. There's, there's a new person on Twitter. <laughs> and he has followed you, me, James, a whole bunch of people. He's followed a, a lot of folks in this space. And we're all speculating on who this is. And it's, um, it's got the, um, the, the Twitter icon is basically a picture of George Washington with the name Feedback. And the actual Twitter address is at not underscore Nick Qua. <laughs> and um, so, oh, yeah. so I announced this morning, new media show today with guest Edison, Tom Webster, and, you know, so blah, blah, blah. And then this person's right on spot replied, who needs the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I followed this guy. He, he, whoever it is, this is funny. He has a sense of humor and um, he's providing little, little quips back to people. <laughs> and uh, he was really dogging on James Cridlin a lot. And um, <laughs> so he even, he even uh, uh, knocked on, uh, on, on James saying, uh, not on James, but on uh, Tom, he says, um, Edison Research is predicting 53% of podcasts will heavily feature Rami Malik by 2021. Infinite dial. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, I have a suspicion who this is. I, right. I do. I, I think I, I have a suspicion. Matter of fact, we've been talking a little bit about who we think this person is. Do you, do you think the prediction is right on who this may be? I don't know. They've definitely gotten gotten our attention here. What's the yeah? So what what's the actual? Um, the actual uh, Twitter uh, is not n o t underscore nick n i c k q u a h h not nick uh, not underscore nick qua. <laughs> so if you're watching underscore uh, not underscore nick qua. Uh, I'm being quite entertained, and you know, so we'll see how it goes, <laughs> because I have a fun, I have a funny feeling that it's basing the reading the tweets that are that are coming through. Um, I think we're all fair game, <laughs> so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if there's some shots taken at us. But it, you know, it's little th it's the little things that make me giggle. 
<laughs> and to me, okay. this is and to me, this is hilarious. So, okay. um, yes, I have a I have a suspicion who this may be based upon some of the initial tweets, who they were right. taking shots at. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> is it a disgruntled podcaster that's really pissed off? <laughs> um could it be um i i don't know so uh yeah huh it's definitely not nick qua because nick qua has never ever 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 if he mentioned my name he would probably turn to ash (laughs) (laughs) he probably exploded into flames right yes yeah but i have to admit I have to get props or props as due. There has been actually one or two good pieces by Nick Qua. I'm thinking, who they got right? right who they got writing for him? <laughs> who's the ghostwriter? <laughs> right, who's the ghostwriter putting these together? I'm like, uh, but he. Hey, may- well, well, Nick, I believe is is going to be at the NAB. He's going to be on a on a panel at oh. the NAB. So maybe you get a chance to catch up with Nick. <laughs> he he, but he put something out about. Oh, it it read like there was this. You know, it was something to the effect of for a guy who's never, he, he was dogging on himself for a guy that's not held a single job more than nine months. It was something to that effect. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're actually going to say you've never held a job more than nine months? Of course, there was no context. Did he say I quit? Did he get fired? You know, he didn't really. Uh, I don't think I would have ever put anywhere that I only held a job. The longest I held a job was nine months. So, right. uh, you know, it, to me, it was kind of a su- little bit of a surprise that it was like, oh, the, look, lift up the, you know, lift up the curtain a little bit there. Um, and I, it's just, to me, it, I would have never put that out there. I, 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 I it was the first, it was the first sentence and I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not something you put on a resume. I've only held a job nine months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he is making some some funny comments in here. About yeah, it stuff. is funny. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he's you know dogging James about you know not being Australian, actually being British, and he has all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there's one <laughs> in here too about the Edison re- research is predicting that 53 percent of podcasts will heavily feature Rami Malek by 2021. Infinite Dial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not sure how funny that one was, but that's I have, okay. I'm looking for Tom. We're at the bottom of the hour. Yeah. If you're watching Tom, go ahead and ring in anytime. Right. I don't see him in the, did you give him, did, is he coming? He's coming before on GNC on the top one, pod, right? I gave him pod, pod one. Yeah. I'm calling in on pod two. All right. I don't see him yet. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, let me see here. See if I can write him here really quick. All right. Well, he will show when he shows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I and, think and we'll, be okay. we'll cover up the trophy for a minute and look for him. <laughs> so anyway, I've uh, really been uh, thinking about this uh, upcoming move, Rob, and the uh, ramifications and all the things that I've been doing. So I'm actually um, been talking to my audience about what the new studio should look like. So 
I guess I'll put it out here. You know, those of you who have been watching this show, you know, we're going to have a new set. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm going to run a contest on the new set design. So I'm probably going to do two things. I'm going to do a sitting set and a standing set. So and I've got, I'm going to have enough room to probably build three, maybe even four studios in the, in the building I'm going into. So uh, if you guys have some ideas on what we should do for the new set for the new media show, um, let me know or, or drop us a line because, um, you know, I've, this thing's been status quo back here. I had someone in the, the studio yesterday. At, oh, from, there's Tom. Oh, there we go. Hello. Hello there, sir. What is going on? We are, we are here talking about podcasting of all things. I've heard of that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, here's what I want to talk about. I want to go back to this not Nick Qua thing. Oh, cause I'm, uh, cause I'm convinced it's Todd. It's not me. I, I can't be that. I can't be that, uh, that I can't be that, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, quirky. Uh, I actually, I, I asked Nick about it. It's like, did you know that you have a, a, a troll account? And he said, I'm terrified. Um, but I actually don't think it's a troll account. I think it's sort of a not pod kind of thing, right. um, of, of varying quality. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. certainly a little pissed that they, uh, released some unreleased infinite dial data about the Rami Malik thing. Cause I believe that's oh, true. Oh, no, I saw that. What? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's true. Yeah. That's, uh, that's confirmed data from, from medicine research. Oh, now Thank I know you. you're being quirky. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> who could it be? Hmm. I have a suspicion who it is. Uh, I would love offline to know your suspicion, Todd, or or make it on, make some news. I you think know, I think it's a I think it's it right here. Todd. I think break it's it right a here. I think it's a pissed off podcaster that got fired recently. I think saying it's a disgruntled podcaster who's pissed off narrows it down. Not at all. <laughs> uh, I think you've cut it down from 100% of the podcast population to about 89% of the podcast population, and I'm not sure that's precise enough. Well, look at the uh, look at the initial tweets on it, and they were I going after they're yeah. going after Gimlet initially. Yep, equal opportunity. Uh huh. So I'll just leave it to that. You guys can. And this is you know that's I'm not the only one that made that guess. Yeah, I've got some thoughts too, which I'm I'm not going to share because I I enjoy continued employment. But, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I have some thoughts about that myself. Okay. Well, so you know, I, we'll see how the trend is. If it turns, uh, whoever it is they're watching right now, we know we know you're watching. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. We'll see if it turns attack or if it turns quirky. It's interesting so far. So, um, but anyway, it's it, for me, it's good fun. So. Some people may not think it's good fun after they get uh, called out or whatever, but you know, it's just, no doubt. we need a little excitement in the podcasting space once in a while. But anyway, here or there, Tom, infinite dial, you know, yeah. I, have, I have to be honest with you with all the stuff going on that was, you know, PodFest was happening, rain was happening. I had meetings going on, uh, you know, I was like, did the infinite dial actually get announced? <laughs> and I had to go back in like three days l later and look at it. So Please, please, please tell us what were your highlights. Uh, this is actually, from a podcast perspective, I think the most consequential year ever for the Infinite Dial. I mean, uh, you guys know that uh, 
we've been tracking it since 2005. I've been, you know, schlepping these PowerPoints around to conferences all over the world for the last 15 years. And uh, as you know, as the three of us and many others know in this space, it's never, it's never had like super high growth curve, right? But right. this year, it actually kind of shot up. I mean, as as much as it's ever shot up, certainly the the largest percentage increase that we've seen in all of our primary podcast measures. So this has been a consequential year, without a doubt. So, Tom, I, it's it's rather uh, ironic as I look at the data that there is a decline in social media usage <laughs> yeah. um, and how that correlates to the uptick in podcast usage. Because I, I do have this feeling that in the past, if you look into the past, that the, one of the the contributing factors to podcasting kind of going into the, the kind of darker ages of the uh, mid uh, 2008, nine, 10 timeframe for podcasting was because of the, uh, the popularity and growth and hype around social media. Do you think that there's a correlation between those two things? Well, I mean, I, I, I guess I prefer to think about uh, the positive aspects of podcasting. And there's just been so much right. money and promotion thrown into the space that it was just sort of bound to happen. And if, if anything, I'm surprised right. it didn't happen last year. Uh, but, but, you know, you're not wrong to at least draw some linkage between the decline in social media and, and in particular Facebook, which uh, we reported uh, they've lost 15 million users in the last two years. And, uh, you know, and a huge loss on the young end, 12 to 34 and I think it's because gradually, as you know, we have discovered things like podcasts that are entertaining, we've realized that our friends aren't that entertaining anymore. Um, you know, we need more entertaining friends. And until we get more entertaining friends, uh, we're spending less time on Facebook and more time on podcasts. Right, right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I can certainly see this, this, um, this factor of trust uh, is definitely yeah. a big factor in podcasting and and I think trust has been somewhat eroded on the social media side. And I think psychologically, that may be the root of this. You know, I, I from social media aspect, I understand, you know, I was, my son just left yesterday to go to an event and I asked him, I'll say, it's a, it's a big media event. He's going to a contest, uh, basically um, competing against people from all across the United States in Seattle. And I said to him, I said, where are you going to be posting stuff? I said, uh, he said, well, I'm not posting on Facebook, you know, and he's 15. So um, I said, okay, Instagram or Snapchat or where are you going to be? And he said, well, I guess Instagram. And so he's kind of like impartial to it. So, but um, he's definitely not on Facebook. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a 14 year old and he is absolutely, he's not even registered. He has no account on Facebook, has no interest in it whatsoever. And I think, you know, Facebook is under so many different pressures, you know, on the young end, it's what's the point, Right. Uh, that's where my father is. Uh, I don't want him seeing my my stuff. Uh, but then, you know, <laughs> folks like you and I and and Rob, I think it's kind of what what are what are we being fed every day? Yeah, you know, I'm very judicious about what I take in uh, to my to my fragile ecosystem. Yep. And uh, you know, Facebook is not a particularly good actor right now. So I think they're they're getting the manifestation of that. And one thing that I love about the you know, every kind of research has its pluses and minuses, and obviously the infinite dial is survey research, and Facebook can report that they're adding users in terms of user accounts, uh, but there's no way that what we are seeing would show up to them unless they're just looking at usage, because these aren't people necessarily that have gone through the, 
you know, the whole draconian process of deleting their account. They just stopped using it. And they're telling us they've stopped using it. And you know what? I believe them. You know, my habits have changed on Facebook over the last year. I, 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 when I get on Facebook now, I feel, well, it's not good for my mental health. Um, quite frankly. So I, I hang out, I've got like four browser windows that are in, you know, podcast movement community, podcast help community. They're all in the help communities. And I try to stay away from the news line as much as possible, just because of the, the ilk, I guess is the better word. It's toxic. Yeah, it is. It's toxic. It's the same with the news. I don't watch the news either because it's toxic. I don't watch any news. I made a, a a rule for myself a couple years ago and it's, uh, it's kind of saved my sanity. I do watch news and I do read news, but what I don't ever read, I steadfastly refuse to read them, uh, no matter who sends them to me. So I've stopped reading editorials. Uh, I don't, I don't need editorials about the news anymore because it's only going to, you know, I'm only going to disagree with it or it's going to rile me up. And I honestly, I don't need any of that. I just, I just want the news. Yeah. You made an interesting comment with, uh, the space having no, there's, there's no way the space couldn't have grown in, um, I guess for a better word is, let me look at the actual slide that you guys Hmm. um, call it. Let me actually bring it up here. There we go. Um, Let me move ahead. So, okay. The familiarity, I can't even pronounce that this morning. Um, At 197 million, a big jump, uh, 64 to 70%, I'm assuming here. So the question then is with, with the money coming in, into the space and driving news, a news cycle. Um, do you think that, I, I guess the roundabout question is, that's a great number. I love to see that increase. But yeah. at the same time, um, what do you think about all the new money coming in the space? Well, I, uh, I actually got into a little bit of a debate with someone on uh, a public radio talk show. I, was, I did a, like a radio call-in show on a big public radio station in California. And uh, the person, I, I didn't intend on having a debate, but they had put me against somebody to talk about this. And, uh, and the other person was talking about how this will kind of squelch uh, underheard voices. And, and uh, you know, the, mm. and I don't, I don't think anything is going to, you know, harm the kind of open, you know, open, free, available yep. grassroots podcasting as it is. I, I'm still 100% behind that. I know you're both 100% behind that. Um, this is about what I talked about at podcast movement last year. It's about the, the, you know, the 52, I called it the, the additional 52 million that it would take to get to a hundred million weekly podcast listeners, which are really people that have made it a habit and they're different people. They're different people from, you know, the three of us who have been listening to podcasts for a very, very long time. And for them, it's, it's really going to be about that, that cool show that they hear about somehow, uh, you know, whether it's, to live and die in LA or over my dead body or something, you know, kind of maybe light years from where podcasting started, but it's going to be one would hope a gateway drug that gets them to actually at least look at a podcast directory, gets them to look at a website that showcases podcasts uh, and, and turns them on to spoken word audio because really the, the major finding to me out of infinite dial this year, it wasn't just podcasting that went up, you know, podcasting, the people who say they've ever listened to a podcast, went from 44% of the population 12 plus to 51. That's finally a majority. That's a, you know, that's a milestone for podcasting. Yeah. But yeah. also audiobooks went up from 44 to 50. 
And we've seen in our share of ear research, another survey that we do, that the time spent listening to podcasting as a share of all the time we spend listening to audio has doubled in five years. I mean, what all of this means to me is it's kind of a renaissance for spoken word, period. And, you know, if uh, all of these sort of new venues and new entrants and entry points into podcasting, whether they're with the streaming services or one of the, the several new, you know, Netflix for podcasting, uh, podcasting portals, I don't really care because it's, it's, it can serve as a gateway drug. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I had a lot of people talking about this at uh, PodFest. They were like, what about us? What about us? And there's, mm-hmm. there's genuine uh, concern with, uh, I wouldn't call it with ex- uh, established podcasters. Yeah. The new podcasters are like, you know, they don't know enough about the space to even worry about it. But um, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, and, and t- you know, it's just like uh, the analogy I like to make. <laughs> it's not necessarily a good one, but, you know, the NRA, NRA guy with his gun in his hands, he says, you're not going to take my, you know, I'll be over my dead body, you know, that type of thing. And in, in, whereas the, the corresponding relationship is you're not going to take my open source RSS feed away over my dead body. And, you know, and the thing is, no one's even really after no one's attacking no. the yeah. the RSS feed. Um, it is the it is it, it is what makes a space what it is. So no one is going to be a gatekeeper anytime soon. I don't. I mean, this that's that's not what the space is about. It's not going to have gatekeepers. No. Um, will there be exclusive content behind certain paywalls? Yeah. Sure. But I, I mean, why should in that sense? Why should podcasting be any different from any other medium? Period. It, it all mediums work that way. Yep. Everything can coexist. You know, it, having Netflix didn't kill all of the YouTubers out there. I mean, there's the new doesn't kill the old. No, um, it it will either make the old better or or something else will happen. And if you know, if you're one of the you know established podcasters that's been in the space serving an audience uh, for a, you know a specific uh, niche or you know a, a deep dive on a topic, I think the best thing you can do is double down on your passion. Double down on how much you're willing to commit to mastery of that content and mastery of that content space, because, you know, maybe uh, some of my listening time is now being taken up by the next uh, salacious true crime podcast. That's a, that's become a rat hole for me. Um, What's going to get crowded out are not going to be the shows that are super passionate, super committed, and actually increase my knowledge about a thing I'm interested in. What's going to get crowded out are the ones that are neither fish nor fowl. So the, all you can do is work on your show, you yeah. know, work on your show and forget about somebody else's show, work yeah. on your show. Yeah. And go and almost go back to some of the fundamentals. I keep telling people, you know, you, you can reach out to shows that are similar to yours and cross promote. It's such a novel yeah. idea. <laughs> it's the secret sauce of public media. Right. Um, right. And it's now this, and, and the sort of new entrance into commercial podcasting, like, you know, Wondery have learned from that and, you know, whenever you finish one of their limited series podcasts, they've got the next one all set to recommend to you. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way that HBO is done, you know, when Game of Thrones or Westworld is done for the season, they've got the next show ready for you. And that's that's the secret sauce. It is. Yeah. So, Rob, uh, I've been hogging the mic here. Go ahead. You had some. Yeah, okay. I think, it, you know, as we've been talking about all this, I've been looking at the slide, the average time spent listening to online audio. And mm. we saw a huge jump. Uh, 
going from 13 um, minutes and 40 seconds on average in 2018 to 16 minutes and 43 seconds on uh, on average people uh, you know listening to online audio and that, I I it does kind of bring back to me as I think about it, you know, why is that jumping? Why are people listening to more audio? Mm. Um, is it quality increases? Is it, are we, um, making content now that is, um, more, more appealing to listeners as opposed to the kind of content that we made in online audio just, you know, back in 2016 when, when it was only 12 minutes. So, Tom, is there any indication of what what is driving that number higher? It's probably, uh, it's an exaggeration to say it's a thousand little paper cuts, but it's probably eight or ten little paper cuts. Um, you know, I think it's it's the increased in awareness and, uh, and for some people, uh, available quality content in podcasting. Uh, right. It's a big interest, as I said, in audiobooks. It's the availability of those things increasingly in the car. Um, and... Uh, you know, and it's also, you, you know, you have to look at things like Spotify really showcasing spoken word content in a way that they haven't before. And we know from our research that, that that's had an impact. But I think as people think about online audio, it's now a bigger pie to them. And for many people, it's not just Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Amazon Music, but now it is also podcasting. Now it is also audiobooks in a way that maybe they hadn't been conscious of. And smart speakers are helping too. I mean, you know, we also have research that shows that the people who own a smart speaker, the average is that they own two. Uh, and increasingly, you know, about a third of them own three. And what that's functionally doing is putting a device for online audio in rooms of the house where they didn't exist before. Yep. You know, not many of us necessarily walk around with our earphones on and our phone plugged in as we walk around the house. But, you know, now people have these devices in their bathrooms, in their bedrooms, and in their kitchens. And they're just getting more opportunities. You know, we saw in our smart speaker research that we did with NPR, the smart audio report, that increasingly people are telling us that the time they're spending listening to audio on their smart speakers is replacing screen time. It's replacing time that they spent watching television or spent uh, on their laptop or on an iPad or something. And that that's deliberate, that there's a deliberate attempt to get away from screens. And, And so that's sort of that's putting audio into the conversation in environments and settings where maybe it, it wasn't before. You know, in my house, the, you know, we're probably way above right of the curve, uh, significantly cause I've got an, an ALEXA device. In, well, I've got every device in this office just cause I do tests, but there's a, you, you know, something there's something called a, the geek news network. I right, believe, yeah. <laughs> which, would make, which would make you a geek. So then there's, um, <laughs> Then there's one in the living room. My daughter has one and we have one in the bedroom. So in this house, there's four. And my yeah. son just asked, he wants one. And I'm like, why do you want one? And he says, oh, well, listen to music. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I caught my daughter listening to a podcast a couple of days ago. And that was a first. And she's 23. And I, be honest with you, about about fell down in the hallway when I heard it. But um, so it it is making inroads, but it's still pretty tiny, right? Well, the smart speaker space is growing. Certainly. Well, the space is growing. Yeah, the space is the space is, uh, you know, and I think we've talked about this before. Uh, podcasts are still kind of underperforming on smart speakers in a way that, say, audiobooks are not. You know, yeah. in particular, Amazon has done a very good job with the Alexa and Audible integration because it's in their best interest to do so. Um, but you know, podcasting is still a bit of a challenge, I think, on a screenless device, and it's, you know, it's the quality of the skill 
is going to determine the quality of the experience. But you know, if you want to go back and hear back episodes of a of a long running show, it's not so easy to do on a smart speaker. That's so true. It, it definitely lags behind. Yeah. So there was um, one additional slide was the slide it was talking about the monthly podcast listing, and this was huge, huge jump. Yeah, yeah, it, biggest percentage jump we've ever recorded. It's huge, you know, from twenty six to thirty two percent or ninety million people that listened to a podcast in the last month. For me, that's very, very exciting. We're, we need some bigger jumps here, and if we don't, we won't make it to, you know, the numbers we need to be at. But yeah. this is big. Yeah, I mean, is there any the, uh, clue on what what has driven that that growth? Yeah, it's uh, there's a there's a demographic story, and then there's an a, there's kind of an associated story behind that. Um, every major demographic grew, and grew to a, a pretty good extent, even the on the you know 55, 65 plus end. But the demographic that really shot up like crazy was the was really the young end, uh, you know, the 12 to 24 end, uh, 12 to 34, 12 to 24. Those de- that those demographics grew to an even greater percentage than any other, and I think. There's a couple of reasons for that. You know, one is certainly the amount of content that is being created for those demographics, which were not necessarily an important part of you know the 2005 to 2010 era of podcasting. There was a lot of uh, tech podcasts, Todd, like yep. yours, and and, yep. and so on, and there just wasn't content being served to them. But uh, the jump 12 to 24 went from 30% of 12 to 24s are monthly podcast consumers to 40% of 12 to 24s are monthly podcast consumers. That's, that's a 33% jump. And, you know, part of that is content. And there's a Spotify story. You know, we've, we've been seeing it. I'm, I'm sure it, you see it in your, in your data, both of you. I know Rob uh, Walsh sees it in Libsyn data. Spotify is a strong number two right now in, in a lot of platforms. And that strength really appears to be on the young end. Because not only overall did 12 to 24 go from 30% to 40% monthly consumers, the Spotify using 12 to 24s, if you look at the 12 to 24s that use Spotify, that went from, I think, 32 to 50-something, if I'm remembering. Yeah, 53. 53. Yeah. I mean, that is a massive, massive jump. And, you know, correlation is not causation, but it's a pretty good clue. Uh, they're, They're very associated, those two numbers. And I think having... Uh, the streaming platforms in general, you know, Spotify may be firstest with the mostest in terms of commitment, but they're all going to follow. Having them commit to showcasing and highlighting and suggesting and recommending uh, spoken word content, podcast content, it's going to have a major effect. I mean, it's, you know, we've been talking about Google getting into the space <laughs> and committing to the space for, you know, I, I don't know, since I was a boy. Right. Uh, but the, it is it is Spotify, it is Pandora. These are the true cross-platform apps that are that are going to have a bigger impact than Google will. I, I I'm jury's out on Pandora. <laughs> we'll, well see. They, yeah, we'll see. Right. I mean, it's obvious that uh, I just wouldn't count them out. Right. I mean, in, in the U.S., uh, I mean, they're look, they're they're a billion-dollar company. They're still the leading service in the U.S. Spotify obviously has the global edge. Uh, they have really good technology and a really good sales team and a completely different business model. And it just, I think Todd, you and I had this conversation at maybe it was the last new media expo about Spotify. Uh, and I, you know, I think you at the time had a we'll see attitude about Spotify. Well, we saw, uh, yeah. it took them a few <clears throat> years and I, yeah. there's no way. I mean, this is a, this is a true battle for platform domination. Both of those platforms and some others 
want to be the single source for your audio entertainment. And you cannot do that if you don't have podcasts. That's right. And I think the, I think what's, if I was Pandora and if Pandora is listening, I would look at slide number. Let me look at it here. 52. And I would look at slide 52 and I would put that on the board on any discussions you're having on how you're going to onboard and get bigger and how you're going to bring an entire library of podcasts to, to Pandora. You're not going to do it with every podcaster having to sign an NDA, every podcaster having to sign a contract. It's not going to happen. So they're going to have to figure it out and uh, time will tell whether they, it's also a really slow way to get into the space and ramp up to take advantage of the opportunity here. I mean, I think I agree with you, Todd. I, I, I think it's clear just based on this research that Pandora needs to look at what Spotify is doing, look at what Apple's done for many years and say, you know, how can we fit into this growth pattern and help um, add this content to, um, to our service in a way that's even more compelling than what Spotify has done. So, um, or, in, or in a way that's, or in a way that's, right. that's different, Rob. I mean, they, they, in a right. sense have different audiences, right? I mean, the, right. the Venn diagram of the Spotify audience and the, and the Pandora audience are not, they don't perfectly overlap. And Pandora is really strong 25 to 54. And uh, from a streaming perspective, really strong 55 plus. Mm. And that means different presentation of content. That means different content right. showcase. That means different recommendation algorithms. So it's not a zero sum game. And it's, that's the exciting thing about the audio space right now is that the entire audio pie actually is growing right. in a way that it, it didn't, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago. Because I think what we're seeing is definitely Spotify is bringing new listeners. That's always good. That's the, you know, we got to have new listeners. Uh, There are some people that are crossing over in using Spotify primarily versus what they used before. But I think the net is probably much larger on the new listener side than it is on, you know, people that are shifted from using a podcast app. But, you know, I, I think though I look I look at this and I'm wondering you know that it just love to be a, a you know a, a bug on the wall in the in the Apple offices you know what do you think the conversation is going on over there are they going hmm do we need to step up our game or do they even care I you know I I think they care and uh, I want to state up front here that many of the brands we are talking about are clients of ours and so anything I say is not sure. it's not coming from uh, something I know. Uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, Apple music is, is trying to be very competitive with Amazon music. Smart speakers have made Amazon music grow considerably. Um, we, you know, we show that data also in infinite dial and it's a real scrap right now for your earballs. And, you know, people are, uh, at heart, people want simplicity. They want to be able to go to one source for the things that they want at heart. Most people do. You know, really active users of the web and mobile devices, maybe they're, they're fine having a, a slightly better specialized app for every single thing. But, you know, the average mainstream American, the more that one thing can serve all of their needs, the more time they're going to spend with that. Hence Netflix, right? I mean, Netflix is, uh, is devouring eyeball time. Right. You know, and if I think about Apple Music alone, that's, you know, that's what we use as a family. We have a family plan. And re- why do I use Apple Music? Because I can, when I'm in the gym, I can click a playlist and it usually is something I want for a playlist. Or if I'm just want to, you know, 
some ACDC, you know, I can, I can look, I don't, it's not as easy for me to do that in Spotify and maybe it's an age thing. Um, but for me, it's the Apple music experience for me is better, uh, personally. Yeah. And, uh, I think it some of that is probably generational too. Um, this, this slide here, uh, let me see if I can get, I got to click the right number here. Mm, uh, I love this slide. This, this is, this makes, sit me back and I just like, scratch my chin a little bit on this, but this is huge. Yeah, I think, um, and if walk with me viewers and listeners on this journey, um, what this illustrates is if we just look at the, uh, the, the two numbers on the right and the one on the bottom left and, and sort of take them in this order, you have 20 million more people saying they have ever listened to a podcast, right? Yep. So we have this pie of 20 million new people. That's great. That's fantastic. 17 million new monthly listeners and then 14 million new weekly listeners. So think of that as a funnel, right? That's going from everybody to monthly to weekly. That's pretty good conversion. I mean, of all of these new people to the space, right. this is telling you roughly two thirds of them are converting to regular listeners. And that's really good. And if we can keep those ratios up, um, and that's what's going to make more people become, you know, have really the regular habit of, of seeking out new podcasts and adding podcasts to their daily consumption where maybe they didn't even listen to audio before. Yeah. And then the percentage of shows, a lot of people are talking about this, um, you know, and looking at the number of podcasts listened to in a week. And, uh, you know, some were, people were surprised about the six to 10 number being at 17%. Um, yeah. but I think the bigger number is the four to five at 21. I was looking at that. It's like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah I, and I don't think there's any number. question that, um, you know, first of all, you know, having more podcasts in the space doesn't make this number go up. Uh, you know, and I, right. I've seen, right. you know, I think you, you guys have a better handle on what this number is. There's somewhere between 650,000 podcasts and, and 6 trillion. I don't know. Right. Uh, it's somewhere between those two. Uh, making uh, making that number go up does not make this number go up. Right. What makes this number go up is uh, people finding a great show and a context to listen to that show. And, you know, I think there's no question that the raft of daily topical podcasts has added to the number of episodes that people can add in a week. You know, if, if someone listens to Up First or The Daily or Today Explained, it's very likely they could add five shows a week to their original diet, right? Yep. That, that could easily put them into that six to 10 or, or 11 or more. So I think that's part of it. Um, by no means does that indicate that podcasts should all be 12 minutes or less. There's <laughs> room for every podcast. And, and that's, I've always said that. But having short topical daily podcasts is another context for podcasts. It's another mm -hmm. option to fit the way people live their lives uh, because not everybody's going to listen to hardcore history. That doesn't mean there shouldn't be a hardcore history. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, I think though, if you look at the, I kind of try to look at this bubble, you know, there's, you know, we've got this big number, ooh, 675,000 podcasts, but you know, if we cleaned out the dead stuff, <laughs> yeah, we'd be ended up with about 120, 130,000 active shows. And that, even though that number of total podcasts continue to go up, it seems we don't see too much of a shift. Shows roll off, shows roll on. And so what we're really talking about is, if you think about it, though, 120,000, 130,000 active shows. An active show would be a show that publishes an episode uh, at least once every 90 days or hopefully at least once every within the 30-day yeah. period. Um, if we're seeing the kind of growth we're seeing in the podcast space and we're 
staying in that bubble of 120, 130,000 active shows, there's the, the numbers have to be rising for podcasts. Listen, the number of people listening to a show, it just, yeah. it has to, um, based yeah, on the without growth. Without a doubt. Yeah. But you know, you and, uh, you and, and the Robs, um, I think have an interesting challenge because it, you know, before S town, let's say it's, it would, it was pretty easy for you to look into your database and say, all right, look, and I, I will admit it right here. I will admit before the camera, I have pod faded a podcast. Um, I have also <laughs> legitimately quit a podcast. Me too. I've, I've pod Me faded too. Podcast, I have too. Right? Yeah. I've, I've had some, some ugly children and I've, sure. I've starved them. Um, but, uh, that's going to be harder and harder for you guys to, to tell, I would think, because, you know, a podcast, like what's it, what's a dead podcast? S town is a dead podcast, right? Dr. Death is a dead podcast. Uh, you know, I'm not sure how you guys tell that anymore. Cause yeah. there's so many more kind of short run podcasts yep. that are dead yep. technically, uh, that are still in the top 100. So what we'll, what we'll see, and I think this number holds true and I, and I'll just, and I referred to, you know, Ming Yang and the quick and dirty tips group, uh, yeah you know, for many, many years, um, nobody does long tail better than they do. And, um, you know, she has episodes today that are five years old that get as many downloads, uh, this month as they did in the first month of their, of their release. So, um, and they're still putting on new shows, but I would be no doubt if she stopped putting out new episodes, she'd see a little drop off over time, but those, those old episodes are still super evergreen, but, those super, super, super evergreen shows make up about 10% of the total yeah. active or total podcast. Whether it be of that 675,000, there's 10% of those that are like really juicy, super green that are continuing to achieve uh, fantastic downloads uh, month after month. And I think the longer they're been out, they, they probably those numbers drop, but it's something maybe we should look at. It's, it is a good point. Yeah, that's a yeah, I think I, I don't know how you. Yeah, I it, think but. drawing kind of a a distinction between active shows and archive type shows, um, there may be a benefit there to listeners um, finding content that is is compelling to them. I I don't know. We we've been playing around. With, I've been wrestling with this. You know, even all, all the years that I ran the the Zoom podcasting platform, you know, had big catalog and had a lot of shows that were dead and ones that were active, and just kind of wrestled with. Well, what's what's the definition of a of a show that that um, is active, and is there a point um, where a show is taken down because it's dead or um, I mean, what is that criteria to remove a show from a catalog? Um, I was never able to kind of clearly delineate that, um, because somebody would obviously be upset with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, um, Tom, I mean, just give us your, your thoughts. I mean, should we, as, um, uh, platform owners that maybe have directories or whatever, start thinking about, um, creating kind of a delineation between active and archive programs? Uh, I wouldn't wish that job on you guys for anything. <laughs> like, come on. Um, no, yeah. You know, like imagine, you know, five years from now taking Dirty John down. Yeah. You'll get a call from Hernan. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, you'll get a call. Well, no, I'm right? not saying take him down, Tom. I'm just saying, should yeah. we um, create a better um, discovery experience by by highlighting and putting up front more of the active yeah. shows? Well, I think you're assuming facts, not in evidence. Um, to right. a listener, a good show is a good show. 
Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know. I, I wouldn't wish that on you guys for anything because that sounds like a uh, that sounds like a recipe a for deal. some tweets. Well, you know, our really what we do, and be honest with you, is we we haven't called. I call it culling. Uh, I haven't cleaned, deleted, remove shows that are are dead, but our logarithm knows when a an RSS feed goes down, and it basically yeah. goes four hundred one or whatever, and yeah. uh, we know when the media goes offline. So at some point, I think, and I would petition Apple to do this too, is at some point, if the feed in the media is dead, then maybe that's cause for making that show inactive and not show up in search results. But if that podcaster comes back, fixes his issue, then it can be coming up another active listing. I think that would help a lot. Um, let Let me give you an absolutely ludicrous analogy. And if nothing else, it'll get a laugh. Sure. But I think it's not. I think it's not far. Imagine if you were a uh, if you ran a, a library. Let's say a, a big. Yeah. I'm here in that's Boston behind me. You're here in a uh, a major urban city with a big library, and look, they've got all these dusty books from Charles Dickens, uh, and the dude has not fixed his feed, and I don't think he's going to fix his feed. So I think we're going to clean all the Dickens out. I mean, is that the same thing? I don't know. Well, if the media is uh, not available, if you can't even play the media, yeah. right? There's just metadata only, and it's really that's true. Yeah, I that, get that. You know, so then, then again, then the next question is: Should I take it upon myself <laughs> as a directory owner? Should I start downloading every one of these shows, putting them into a bucket somewhere, and having that? You know, when those feeds do go down, and do I then say, okay, I've got the master? Uh, let me go ahead and and make sure that am I a good corporate citizen in saying okay we'll 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 hold this for infinity or at least until I go out of business. Um, yeah. Do we hold this in, in infinity to make sure that that media stays online? I mean, I guess that's a terms of service issue for you guys. It certainly is an infinity. I don't know uh, if if I'm either of you that 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 that's more than thirty days. But I think <laughs> if you give somebody thirty days and you give them options, yeah, you know, an easy way to pull the content out or instructions on how to put it on SoundCloud or archive it uh, or someplace yeah, or archive. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Uh, that's, that's a terms of service issue, but I don't know. It's, it seems to me that, that, uh, your two companies would want to stay out of that decision. <laughs> well, yeah. at, the, at this point we are, and you yeah. know, and so basically it, it, but the, you know, what podcasters are complaining about, and I know we're holding you long here, Tom. So if you have to go, just say, I got to go, um, is, is, is that, um, Podcasters are becoming pissed because the show names they want are already in use or and, and it's a dead show or number two, um, they, they're so buried when someone searches for a show because of these dead listings that the active listings are not rising to the top. The dead listings are, are have more precedence. So I think that's what podcasters, and that's just a programming issue that could be fixed by saying, okay, we're going to give a higher ranking to shows that are, you know, have published in the last year than those that yeah. five years from yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, one this, thing we need to get like uh, Gordon Firemark or somebody on the show about this. Cause I, uh, you know, our, our podcasts like books. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, if I, if I put on a podcast called, uh, called serial and it was entirely about, uh, RS two thirty two connections and the ways that computers <laughs> talk to each other. Uh, I'm probably okay doing that. Yeah, you right. you probably are, but you right. but you're still going to have to fight. 
That is true. Yeah. So that is true. Exam- have to lawyer up. So example of that is I had the Cochrane News Network podcast, cnnpodcast.com. Yeah, so, that's not going to work. So that one... <laughs> It was a network that it was, you know, in it, in its early stages of development. And, you know, when CNN reached over and said, hey, uh, we, you know, we, we, we love that you got that domain. Uh, we'd like it. And when I said, well, how about, you know, you pay, make me, why did you pay for it? Um, oh, yeah, that was nice lo- a letter from the lawyer. So, <laughs> um, so there is issues there as well with domains and everything else. Um, and we're dealing with one right now. Uh, at the company, someone that is uh, doing a little cyber squatting and trying mm-hmm. to be funny, um, but it, it it happens, and so you know, then it's the lawyers that get involved. These are good problems to have, honestly. <laughs> these are good. Like we didn't have these problems ten years ago. That's true. Now you do. Yeah. So welcome, welcome to the big leagues. So, go ahead, Rob. So I I wanted to ask about one other slide that really kind of jumped out to me, um, and it's one that we haven't talked about here, is the audio sources currently ever used in a car. Oh, yeah. So you start looking at that, and you're seeing some pretty interesting trend lines happening in that slide. Uh, Podcasts is the fastest growing uh, source of audio in the car. So all all the other ones are, I would say Sirius is what uh, grew 1%. Um, but podcasts grew 3% and pretty much all the others are either flat or declining. So yeah. I thought that was an interesting. Well, you know, point. cars turn over, new cars turn over really slowly. So we're always going to see these things move uh, not as fast as in-home listening and at work listening. The podcast jump was a big jump without a doubt. Um, the CD continues to hang on from the grave. <laughs> That's amazing. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so many cars have CD players, yeah. right? And it's so right. easy. In many right. ways, it's easier to pop a CD in than it is to do anything else. And for a popul- for a significant portion of the population, that's just fire and forget. Um, the, the slide that I think was the most uh, consequential in that section was the slide showing the percentage increase in people who have a, an in-dash entertainment system, a real integrated in-dash entertainment system. And that went from 15% to 19%, which in the world of new cars, yeah. that's a pretty serious jump. And right. I, we've learned something just real quick in another uh, research project that we did called uh, the Commuter Code, that the more technology and the more content options people have in their, in their vehicle, the fewer things they listen to and the less they switch. Interesting. And that might seem counterintuitive to you because, look, you have this whole world of, of audio available to you. But what it means is I can get exactly what I want. And when I can get exactly what I want, that's what I'm going to listen to. And I'm not hopping around like I would be if I have to you know, listen to nine minutes of commercials on the same 5 a.m. FM stations and, and so on. That's where people switch a lot. So that's, you know, as that number goes up, the number of, of the percentage of people who have those systems in their car, you know, all bets are off on, on what gets consumed in the car, you know, yeah. AM, FM. Is continuing to decline, but it's not falling off a cliff. No, and it's just I think what it was at one percent or something drop. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, I think we're on a ten to fifteen year curve because the car I have, um, two thousand nine, um, I'm getting ready to turn over to one of my kids. You know, what are we using it mostly Bluetooth? You know, because it has no info system, it has AM, FM, Sirius, which I don't get here in Hawaii. So. 
you know, we use the Bluetooth almost exclusively, but my next vehicle, which is probably going to start with a, with a FORD, I definitely guarantee you it's going to have a great entertainment system in it. And yeah, absolutely. And I'll be, you know, using that. So as people get new vehicles, um, I think this, the trend will continue. I think radio uh, has, you know, is not going to drop off a cliff no matter what, but it's just like the, it's just like the cable box or your television. The the battle for the HDMI one port and the battle for what's in your dashboard FM AM being default is is that runs near over. You know my Sony TV that I have in the living room. When I turn it on, it brings me up a menu and I can listen to. You know I can go to YouTube. I can go to mm -hmm. da, 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 da. there's options. I just don't have to. Matter of fact, we've cut the cord, so I don't even use the cable function anymore. Um. I think the same thing's going to happen in the car. So if, you know, I continue to be bullish. Radio is going to be around for a long time, but not forever. <laughs> we're well, going to I, have it, uh, radio cutters. Is that what we're? Well, uh, it's, it's a long way. It's 20, 25 years. Radio still got right. a lot of life in it. Well, right. you know, and radio still remains to me kind of different from podcasting. It's in, local. In, oh yeah. In a lot of ways. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's live, it's local. Um, I talk to analysts and reporters weekly who ask me, you know, okay, now of course we all know radio is dead and I'm like, no, radio is not dead. And, <laughs> no. and it really doesn't matter what tech goes in the car. There are still, you know, millions and millions of people every day that choose to listen to the radio, even if they have other choices, because, you know, that, that live local morning show with traffic and weather yep. fills, a, fills a service that right now podcasting really doesn't. So right. it, I wouldn't get cocky about that. Radio is going to stay strong for a long time. It's a massive cash flow business. Uh, I don't. I think there are a lot of people in radio that think that they have a a, a place in podcasting. I, I think so many commercial radio stations. And I think Rob, you and I have talked about this. Uh, they've gotten out of the storytelling business. They have gotten out of the narrative content business, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure they they have the muscle memory to compete with with podcasters that have been doing it for years. I mean, certainly public media does. But, right. you know, the, the average commercial AM FM station in, in this country is AM FM, you know, is, is just straight music. Right. Yeah. Uh, so or I don't a, know that or AM yeah. is talk. You know, that's what largely AM has been regulated to it at this point is talk. Mm -hmm. And but, you know, I used to turn on the radio when I was running my kid to school every day um, to get drive. But now Waze and Google tells me when I'm getting the car at 43 minutes to school. You know, that it, it tells me when I'm walking yeah. to the car, you know, so um, I don't necessarily need drive as much anymore. Or if it says. People like the voices, though. People like, to, you know, even there's so many people have ways in Google Maps. Yeah. People like to hear a voice That's, tell them reassuringly, this is why this traffic is yeah. backed up. But we hear so many robot voices in our lives now with Alexa and Siri and, you know, ways. I think and you're right. Robot voices. I think we're getting tired of them. Yeah, and I think also it's like, okay, so we got a three-car pileup on 101 North, you know, take the 15, you know, whatever the, you know, whatever the yeah. advice is. I think that's all, because Waze doesn't tell me where to go unless I push the button that says, here's your alternate route. No, I mean, but Waze will, when you slow down enough, tell you that there's a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> a quarter of a mile from that accident. Wouldn't you like to have, you know, yeah. a donut? Uh, absolutely. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, I also saw a slide in here that also showed a... A different trend line that uh, the the online audio listening in the car through a cell phone yeah it's dropped um, actually declined for the first time pretty much 
um, since you've been r- recording data. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that's an indication of? That's 100% the corollary of the in-dash entertainment number going up. Yeah. Um, right. It's 100% that because it's, you know, the cell phone as your entertainment system in the car is suboptimal, right? Uh, right. If you are a solo driver, you can't mm-hmm. really change what you're listening to without risk of death. Yep. Um, it's, it's, so it's, it's a stopgap solution, and I would expect a stopgap solution like that to go down as integrated solutions in the car go up. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. So it, it, it's interesting, though. So we'll watch. That's the number, Rob, to watch over the next 10 years. Yeah, it is. Well, that and, um, you know, what's the percentage of uh, these cars that, that are going to come with built-in 4G, 5G connections into the dash, uh, which I'm hearing is happening more and more, too. So, so you may not even need your cell phone to get connectivity in the car. Yeah. But it, it comes at a yeah. monthly... You know, you're going to have a monthly nut on that too. If well, you... well, some of the car 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 manufacturers are giving it away. Oh, for certain certain periods yeah, of time, they give it away. But you know, the the the, the monthly nut, Todd, are what we deem important for that monthly nut changes decade by decade by decade. Um, and now you look at how much money we are spending as a society on subscription content. Oh. Right? I mean, we're I mean, the average family. Uh, I don't. I don't know the exact number, but it's. It would shock us, I'm sure, how much th- we're all spending on subscription content, paying for content, yep. which did not exist ten years ago, right? So the, you know, saying that people won't pay for it, you know, people used to pay for milk delivery. We don't pay for that anymore. <laughs> that money right. went somewhere else. That's so right. The money will come from somewhere, and something else will go away. It's just the way it is. It, you know, it's funny. We cut the cord, and then I've got Hulu. Uh, I've got right. Netflix. I've yeah. got you know all this other stuff, and then you get done, and you're like, oh, we're right back there at that you know that sweet spot that uh, cable wanted us to be paying them for. You're paying two hundred a month, no matter what. Right. Whether no you matter. pay it to the cable company, right. or you pay it to the, an assortment of services that fill in all of those gaps. But yeah. by God, I've got a choice. <laughs> you have a choice. That's correct. But Todd, now um, one other big change that, that that happens if you're using any of these free. Um, TV viewing apps, yeah. uh, on, on like Roku and stuff, is you're you're now forced to watch the TV commercials where, where where before we could fast forward through them. Right? Yep, and you know, and my wife is complaining <laughs> about local news, and we're having trouble with the HD t- antenna thing. So I got our YouTube TV, so I'm right back in forty bucks. You know, so it's just like one half dozen yeah. the other. Right. Right. <laughs> well, Tom, this was uh, uh, you know, it's very insightful. Uh, research, re, you know, this is another great release. And I, I, I guess my, we haven't really been on a panel with you in a while. What do you think with everything going on in this space, where, where do you think we're headed? I guess that's my. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to end the show on a downer. Um, because I, I'm still, I'm still bullish on the space and I, you know, I, I gave a talk on this data very recently at a at a, a summit with a bunch of podcasting people, and you know I was the most popular person in the room. Oh, I'm sure because of how much the space had grown. But there's a you know there's a cap on the space. There's a cap on spoken word content. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're not at that cap yet, but you know that 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 we don't go to 100. I'll put it I'll put it to you that way. You know, do we go to 50? Yeah. Do we go to 60 for monthly weekly listeners? I don't, I don't know what that is, yep. um, but you know, whenever someone takes in a show, something else has to go. And that's the thing I would encourage all podcasters to think about is that even though the audio space is still growing, 
the my attention, you know, I have exactly, you know, 16 hours a day that I can devote to some kind of media, whether it's text, audio or video. And if you are creating a podcast, it's not enough just to think about your topic. You need to think about how it's going to slot into someone else's day Mm -hmm. and give them the mental tools to place your show in that slot because something else has to go. Yeah, I've said forever that people build you into their lives. You have to yep. consider that. Right. And if you, if you, it's just like missing an episode, they'll fill you with something else. Um, yeah. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I, and, and I listen to this, I listen to this show, um, you know, most weeks I listen to this show. And then and we're when off. I do, it's live. Right. Uh, it's, oh. it's, it's Saturday at noon uh, for me. Um, and it's whatever it is last week for you, Todd, I'm not good at time zones, yep. but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's like Saturday at noon. I, you know, I'm eating lunch and I, and like, I, yeah, I can, I can throw the show on. Uh, I may not listen to it every week. I listen to it most weeks. Yep. And, and there are lots of podcasts and live things that are just like that for me. They're just, they've become habit cause I know what to do with them. And, and I think actually having a, a live broadcast that goes with the podcast helps with that. Yeah, we I, and I believe that's the secret sauce to the success of this show. Ian, Rob, and I notice it when we're, you know, when I'm when I'm traveling, he's in travel, and we can only do audio only. And I'm getting ready to pack the studio up and move, and uh, here in May, so there's going to be a little bit of an impact there. Although I'm thinking some ways to get back up to speed pretty quick on video, so that we're not losing video for two months. But you yeah. know, it it is definitely uh, we, we fully I fully understand that. But I, it's interesting you say though you think we're heading towards a cap. Because cap in, okay, the cap would be in what people can listen to, but I also, I'm also thinking there's this potential of a cap in the amount of, you know, there's a lot of money that's come in this space. And I'm like, well, I'm glad it's not my money. You know, a hundred million here, yeah. uh, 50 million there, whatever it may be. Uh, that's a lot of earballs to recover and to make a business and to be profitable enough to go to the next level before the cash runs out. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in the position to have to worry about the cash running out. I, I think a lot of these groups are, have some, in, yeah. some challenges ahead, but there's gonna be some stupid money thrown at podcasters. I'm get your, get your, uh, everyone, if they come with the stupid money, cash the check. <laughs> well, and I'd, I'd like to take this moment really to, uh, to announce that I'm available to be acquired. Oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, if yeah, so Disney. Here I am. Acquire me. I'm uh, second Not announcement. Edison, just me. Blueberry just me. is available to be acquired. New media shows available to be acquired. And we, hey, it's every you know everything's for sale for the enough zeros. No doubt. <laughs> but read the contract very closely. That's right. Yeah, because the history repeats itself. I just you know I think back to the. Uh, the pod show days <laughs> and you know what happened there and contracts and people uh, you know getting uh, you know in, at that time it was fantastic money and then shows that were just devastated or destroyed when mm-hmm. that business went out because they sometimes you look at uh, Loria she couldn't take a show with her based on the network she was in and they controlling the name and all that stuff so um, you know, there are, there are consequences to contract language. So, you know, I just encourage everyone to take any contract you're given to a lawyer. Don't assume you know what they're saying in the contract. 
Yeah, don't nope. don't play internet lawyer yourself. No, go to a lawyer, 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 lawyer. Pay the money. Yeah, if they're gonna don't write you a zoom that. Go to a lawyer. <laughs> if you're gonna write the check, pay the five hundred or thousand dollars to have this thing read yep. and reviewed and uh, redlined. And because contracts are cool, because you can put lines through sentences, and the other company has to either say, "Yeah, we'll take that out," or "No, we won't." But you can at least fight for it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of caps on, on on this space, I did notice in the research, Tom, that uh, over the last couple of years, it, it feels like that the smartphone adoption number has flatlined as well. Yeah. So, so I agree with you. I think that there is an upper upper limit to this, um, but it does kind of uh, make me wonder, though, uh, as you look at radio uh, and you look at the adoption of um, of podcasts in the car. That we got a long, long, long road ahead, right? To get to that cap, it seems like. Yeah, I don't know. We're not, I mean, yeah, I'm I mean, not. We won't be announcing it next year. Uh, that's for sure. Right, right. Um, so no, we there's so, there's still a lot of you know, and and I've said this for a couple of years, and the when most cars on the road have an integrated digital dashboard, the in car media habits are going to be drastically different than they are now. Uh, and that's the, you know, that is really the next big shoe to drop for podcasting. Yeah. I w- I well, yeah. Think. I mean, I mean, once autonomous cars start uh, coming out too, people can do a lot of other stuff in the car, not just listen to audio. Um, and that's. Yeah. It's, it's funny you bring that up, Rob, because I've, I've had people talk to me about that. And look, we, we research video as well that, you know, once we have autonomous cars and, and we, we already have Uber and Lyft and, you know, we're already used to being backseat riders, right? Um, that video will, will overtake audio in the car and, and so on. I'm not entirely sure that's true. Uh, it will absolutely cut into audio. I don't know either, right? Audio. Yeah. Yeah, it'll absolutely cut into audio, but I, I still think people like to look out the window yeah. um, and listen to something. You know what? It's, it's interesting because I, I talk my adult children into driving sometimes. Uh, and uh, let them control the the Bluetooth, which can be annoying. But I spend most of my time when someone else is driving me, Uber, Lyft. I'm like catching up on social. You know, that's mm. what I'm. That's my time because it doesn't take a lot of brain thought. I don't have to actually work on a paper. I can't imagine trying to actually do work while driving. There's no way. It's just gonna be too distracting yeah. with everything. You know, looking up, braking, looking. You know, there's no way you can do work. But I think you can do social and those. You know, those. You know. Yes, you can use this microphone or those mind-numbing things that you need to respond to. So, it'd be curious to see how people actually, how people actually, or what they do when they're driven by their car to the office. Yeah. Well, like well, anything else, it, there'll be different segments doing different things. Yeah. And it's all about trust too. I mean, do you trust to look down <laughs> while your car is driving? Well, when you know, at so, the point that they are yeah. at that point, but we're we're ten years away from being at that point too. Right. So, yeah, I got a ride in an autonomous car in Vegas when I was at CES, and it was uh, it was a pretty unique experience. Um, first of all, I thought that it would just be an empty car picking me up. It wasn't. There were two people in the car. There was there was a a driver who largely didn't touch the wheel, and then there was a safety officer. And this was a company that's really trying to do a lot of lobbying for uh, getting autonomous vehicles tested in more and more cities. And uh, and I, you know. It was a nice car. It was like a BMW 7 Series or something like that. And it was, uh, you know, it was kind of a cool experience. But I wouldn't not pay attention to the road in one of those things. No way. Yeah. 
And then, and then there's all kinds of legislation that's going to have to happen before that. You know, what happens when the car hits somebody and kills somebody, you know, and it's in full autonomous. So there's lots and lots and lots and lots of things that are going to have to, you know, who's then liable. Yeah. Well, so, and even just, you know, even when we were driving, uh, a short distance on the strip, I was in, you know, as I said, I was in Vegas and we're, there's a lot of traffic on the strip during CES and lots of pedestrians crossing and lots of cars. And I'm looking at all of them thinking, congratulations, you just signed up for our beta test. Right. You didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, anyway, so. there's exciting times ahead. Tom, thanks for, for coming on and, and sharing with us. Uh, any final sure. thoughts or how can people reach you? Uh, I'm easy to find on Twitter at Webby2001. Uh, TomWebster.net is kind of a temporary site for me right now with a, a, a bunch of recent talks and articles I've written on it. Uh, and of course, EdisonResearch.com is where you can find the Infinite Dial and all the other audio work that we've released. You going to be at NAB? I don't think so. No, I huh? don't think so. I'm, my next trip is uh, I'm in Switzerland next weekend for Radio Days Europe, which is... <sighs> One of my favorite conferences. It's really wow. one of the best audio conferences in the world. And um, not that you get to go to Switzerland. <laughs> well, last year was Vienna. The year before was Amsterdam. <sighs> so as long as they'll keep having me back, uh, it's not a hard decision to make. Yeah, those are those are nice, sweet conference spots. It's like, oh, yep. we're going to Switzerland for a conference. And, you know, people start throwing baseballs at you. So... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, yeah, very, very cool stuff. Rod, did you have anything final or for him? No, I don't think so. I, I think we'll probably see you next at uh, Podcast Movement, <clears throat> right? Yeah, if not before. Um, I, I may show yeah. up at NAB. I'm not sure. I don't have specific plans. Edison will be there, uh, but I am okay. not Edison. We are large. Yeah. We are uh, Podcast Pavilions in Central Hall, so we've we moved up with the big kids. We're up front, so I'm very All excited. Right. Yeah, very excited about that, and you know, we you're got into, the, you're out of accessories and you're finally into menswear. Yeah. And you know, we got, <laughs> we got a position in the space that, you know, normally takes 20 years to get to. So I'm, uh, I'm very, very pleased with the uh, NAB support of that. So, uh, yeah, the traffic yeah. will definitely be up. Right. So stop and see us if you come to NAB. Well, hope you have a, hope you both have a great NAB and, uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thanks, Tom. See well, a lot to digest, Rob. Yes. Yes. Well, it's all good stuff. We're we're charging the hill, and and the medium is growing, and we're we're seeing good good adoption numbers of of listeners. Uh, we just got to keep it going, you know, just like what we were talking about earlier with uh, Google Podcasts and Pandora, and and those. I, I think those are all important keys to seeing more growth. Yeah. So, especially on the listener side. And we so, got it. We got him for a whole hour. <laughs> I know it's pretty awesome. It is awesome. The you know if and if you think about everything, you know if everything he's talking about in this survey. To me, there's been in the past where I've kind of like, eh. but I think this one I was like, and having him go through it, the story's pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, I, yeah. I think the. And I think in our, in my mind, at least, I don't have any problem digesting the, the, the numbers, you know? So I, I think they did a really good job this year on this thing. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if, uh, next year's, um, study shows a continuation of the elevation of the growth of the, the medium, or if we're going to see it taper off a little bit. 
Well, so interesting. I, I, I think it all depends on how the execution is by, and the news that is generated by all these people that have gotten all this crazy money. If that, I think that'll help the space as well. But yeah, you know, you know, like, you know, it's like we didn't really dog Google too much there, but Google needs to get their act together. You know, yeah. they they are just what. I don't know if they're hamstrung over there or through the bureaucracy of a, this, you know, a, you know, monumental 800 pound gorilla. If that's just things can't move that fast or, you know, they well, have- I think probably what's going on over there, Todd, is there's probably fairly limited resources that have been allocated to this. So uh, that would be my guess from what I've heard. They only have a couple of developers. So it's it's not like they've dedicated a lot of resources to this project. So yeah. um, this is not a not unlike my experience, uh, you know, at Microsoft working on podcasts. There's just not a lot of dedicated resources to this because it's not a top priority for the company. So yeah. I mean, that would be the kind of logical explanation for what we're seeing here. Um, just based on, you know, me spending time with big companies like this and how they, they think of things like this. Um, it just depends on how much of a financial motivation that they have to generate some sort of advertising revenue from this. If that's the ultimate objective here, I'm not sure. Um, you know, that will drive increased resources, but until there's a financial motivation or, or a, a higher priority put on the project, uh, we're probably going to see these incremental improvements and um, because there's only a couple of developers. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess it's a story of my life too, because I'm always waiting on the developers. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. It's Achilles heel of anything else, and developers are expensive. So, yeah, you know, it's an, any, when you're running on a true budget and you don't have a hundred million dollars to flush down the toilet, um, you know, you can, uh, you know, you have to build, you know, build because you can't, you can't build a company just on devs. So, right. And it, it is an interesting, uh, interesting time. Let me go over and look and see if our, if anyone was watching and see if our, uh, I'm not seeing anything from hmm, our at un, not underscore Nick Qua is, hasn't responded. It is interesting. Tom was uh, interested in this Twitter user as well. So yeah. it's gotten some attention and somebody is maybe not happy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see, right? Right. We'll see what happens with this. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a fun thing, so we'll see if it <laughs> is kept kept on a positive note, right? Right, right. If it's a little, a little more digging, so oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like his pin pin tweet. So, is does anyone know when Alex Inc. comes out on DVD? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think that's a form of uh, podcast distribution, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh so uh, Dallas Taylor says getting ripped into by the at not underscore Nick Qual will be the new standard of making it in podcasting that's funny oh yeah there you go <laughs> yeah right that's a good one yeah so well at least so. it's it's not at it's not underscore Rob Greenlee <laughs> there you go thank goodness for small favors yes yeah 
All right. Um, anything else we should talk about? Did we miss? Well, I think we covered a, a, a lot this week. I mean, I think, uh, so are we back next week? We are. We are. So just so you know, let me look at what the schedule looks like. Uh, definitely we'll be able to do the 30th. Um, I am okay. going to be in Vegas, uh, flying into Vegas on the 6th. So why don't we plan, maybe we can do an early, maybe we can do a show. Like hmm, on Friday? Yeah, maybe. Maybe do a show before the show uh, on Friday. And then, uh, yeah, matter of fact, let's plan on that. Let's go, if you if you can do that, we'll do a, uh, uh, do that on the on the 5th. I've got a, okay. oh, I've got a, yeah, we may have to go half hour later because I've got a call with the lady that's doing the panel. I mean, that's next week. I don't know. I have to look at my schedule, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. But the, so then I don't get back though, Rob, until, um, April 14th. I actually don't fly back until the 14th. I like spent a couple extra days in Vegas. So, uh, we'll have to play it by ear if we do a show on the 13th. Um, yeah, I, I fly back on uh, April 12th from uh, Vegas. Yeah, so, but so. Um, then things kind of get weird for me. I do, um, I'll be able to do a show on the 20th, but I fly out the night of the 20th of April. We're way ahead here a whole month, but go to Columbus. I'm there all week. Then there definitely, there's going to be a couple of weeks that are, I'm going to have challenges doing the show. It's just because of things going on. So we'll, we'll see if we, maybe we can do it. Well, maybe we'll do a couple uh, weekday shows at that point. So okay. uh, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Um, it, yeah. Anyway, so everyone, thanks for being here. Um, we helped a lot of people on different streams today. So a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people on YouTube, a lot of people on uh, in and out on Facebook Live. And of course, don't forget to go to newmediashow.com and click on that subscribe button. Uh, that way you can be guaranteed you're not going to miss an episode when we're actually on schedule. And uh, again, if you have ideas for the new new media show studio and what I should do, uh, let me know. And uh, so we're going to be, uh, or at least I'm going to be spending some money to uh, to build some new spots. Maybe I'll just go throw up a green screen and we'll put uh, funny back images on or something, Rob. Who knows? But <laughs> There you go. You could also go take a look at what uh, Leo Laporte's done. With his little studio, uh, I, with the large, large monitors. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. I don't know if I have Leo's budget, though. I know, I know. I was... <laughs> are the I, monitors... Actually, are the monitors... Oh, they're around a table, right? He pulls the, the monitors up to the table? Yeah, exactly. They're on, like, wheels. Uh, so you can just pull them up right next to you. Hmm. Yeah, that's an idea. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Or, anyway... But yeah, I'd love to have you guys' ideas on what we should do, what would make it cool, more fun. Uh, you know, have a circus act on the right-hand side or something to that effect. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's got to be something that we can do to spice us up, take it to the next level. Talk. Yeah, I just got to pray that the uh, the container with all this stuff in doesn't fall off the ship or doesn't get in a, a train derailment as it's going across the United States. So... So just so you know, uh, just a little trivia question or a little trivia knowledge for you. How much do you think it costs to move from Hawaii to Michigan with a 20-foot container? Mm, maybe five or $6,000 probably. Oh, almost seven. Almost $7,000. Okay. So you're pretty close. Pretty close. It was just a guess. Yeah. 
It's not cheap. So, oh, by the way, we did get a couple of donations for the from the sh- uh, for the show, and I'm sorry I don't haven't top of my head who did donate. We do appreciate the fives and tens, but uh, be honest with you, with the move, I could use uh, like some hundred dollar donations. <laughs> And anything we get, anything, I'll just be straight up, anything we get for uh, donations for the show, I'll put into the new studio with Rob's permission, unless he wants his cut of the 10 bucks. No, so go ahead and put it into the studio, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank everyone for being here. Maybe I'm going to have to build a wall like Leo did, right? Sell bricks. Right. Yeah, but right. that would be real original, the brick house. There you go. <laughs> Todd it blueberry.com and maybe the email will get to me if google doesn't throw it to spam rob uh you can find me at on twitter as well rob greenley so at rob greenley and then uh robgreenley.com and i also do the speaker live show every week also at speakerliveshow.com so um those are the best places and you can send me an email too rob at voxnest.com can use that address too i've got plenty of email addresses but that's yeah. that's one of them you're the man of 100 email addresses and of course right. i'm i'm at geek news on twitter and uh everyone thanks for hanging out and again tom if you're continuing to watch thanks for coming on today and yeah, thanks, uh, we'll, we'll be back at the same time next week with my 4:45 a.m wake up call uh wow. damn the uh time change <laughs> not for much longer son. not for much longer all right yeah. everyone take care we'll see you next time here on the new media show everyone take care bye-bye